Today we're talking about God's voice. How do we hear God's voice in our lives? How many have just asked that question before, God, is that you? Come on, how many of you have ever asked that? Or how many have had a decision where you need to make and, God, I need to hear you. God, I want, what do you have for me? What do you want me to do in this situation? And I think we've all been in series in times in our lives where we just needed to hear God's voice. And I'm here to tell you to tell you, God speaks. God speaks. And I'm going to tell you, the greatest disjustice would be that God would love you enough to die for you, but he doesn't love you enough to speak to you. How many know he wants to speak to you? It's not that we have a God who has a speaking problem. How many know we are just people who have a listening problem? And today I'm going to teach you how to listen in, to hone in on hearing God's voice. And one of the greatest passages of scripture we can go to, to, to remind us of this privilege that we have is in John chapter 10. So John chapter 10, if you got some notes, why don't you go ahead and take those out and you can follow along in the notes or you can follow along on the screen or you can follow along on the YouVersion Bible app, whichever way works for you. But I want us to just dive in today and look at John chapter 10. It says, but he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the gatekeeper opens, the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by what? By their name. We're going to come back to that, so just kind of highlight that. And he leads them out. And then it, it says the next verse, when he was, has brought out all of his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. Now, here's, the, here's what we're going to clue in on in verse 27. My sheep hear my, my voice, and I know them, and they, and they follow me. So if you're taking some notes today, I want you just to write this first thing down, and that is relationship. We're going to look at four aspects of this verse of how God speaks to us. And why does God want to speak to us? And what's the purpose of it? So the first thing is relationship, that I belong to God. Verse 27, it starts off with this, my sheep, my sheep. Now, for many of you in here, you might just be tuning out because you're like, I don't know anything about sheep. I'm not a shepherd. So let's go back a little bit to biblical times of what a shepherd and a sheep's relationship was. So in those days, a shepherd would usually have, if he was herding a flock of sheep, then he would normally have about 100 sheep or so. And they would herd in the midst of a bunch of other sheep as well. And at night, let's say there was 10 shepherds, 1,000 sheep total. They would herd all these 1,000 into what they would call the sheepfold. Now, the sheepfold would be just kind of a, a gated area where the sheep were protected. They were inside of a, a, a protected, fenced-in area. Nine of the shepherds would leave, go back into the city to go back home. One shepherd would stay, and he would stay at the door, at the front of it all. He would be the, the one that, that protects, the one that watches overnight. The next morning... Those shepherds would come back in, and one by one, the shepherd would walk into, now imagine this, a thousand sheep all over the place. One shepherd would walk into the sheepfold, he would stand up, and he would begin to call. He'd have this certain call, and here's the coolest part. His 100 would come out with him. The 900 would stay. He had the unique ability to make a certain call that only his sheep knew and they would begin to follow him out of the sheepfold. It didn't matter if they were black sheep or white sheep or rich sheep or poor sheep. They were his sheep and that's all that matters. And I'm here today to tell you that only thing that matters is if you belong to God. And I'm telling you, you belong to God. And God today is calling, he's calling, he's calling. And just like it was in those things, in, the, in that day and age, the shepherd would speak, he would call, and his sheep would come forth. It all begins with relationship. Man, why can I not hear God's voice? Question is, do you have a relationship with the God that you want to hear the voice of? 
It all begins with this idea. Any of y'all in here have, um, like, with your best friends or your spouse or your kids or whatever, like, you kind of have, like, a secret language? Like, you can say certain things and only they know? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Or, like, y'all have, like, that bestie? Like, you can say, like, you know, you can look at them and be like, three. And they're like, ah, And everybody in the room's like, that's not even funny. What are you talking about? Y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about? Like, you just have this certain thing with that person where you kind of got, like, your own inside jokes. You got your own kind of things. Like, you just got a connection that's there. This is what God is saying in this passage. Jesus is giving this as a metaphor that as the shepherd, there are certain things that I can do that my people, my sheep, they know it. That's why maybe some of you when you were here and you were seeing these people get baptized and you're like, I don't know what's the big deal. Because you may not have the relationship that some of these people do, so you don't understand it quite like they do. But as you get to know the one who you belong to, you will begin to realize what he is actually doing. So it begins with a relationship. Let me give you the second thing. It, it, uh, oh, actually, let me give you this verse. Ephesians chapter 2. So now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. Now watch this. You. Look at somebody next to you. Tell them you. You are members of God's. Now look at the person you didn't want to look at and say, we family. Just tell them. And then you can sing the song. We are. Anyways, okay, so. Some of y'all looking at somebody and go, I don't want them in my family. Too bad. <laughs> Too bad. They're in it. All right, so we know that relationship is the foundation of us hearing God, that I belong to God. Once I understand that I belong to God, I belong in his family. Now the result, here's the second thing, result of having a relationship with knowing God is I can hear God. Watch what the verse says. All right, we're just following along with the verse. The verse says, my sheep hear my voice. The result of being one of his sheep is you can hear him. Like, he wants to speak to you. Now, when I was a, um, when I was a, a kid uh, growing up, my family had just basic TV. I'm like, the ba- how many of you grew up and, like, your TV, like, you had kids so they could change the channel for you? You know, what you, you, know you raised them just for that. Hey, go change the channel. And they would do it. And then, like, if you were, like, really super, like, if you were, like, super wealthy, you got those, uh, those bunny ears. You know what I'm talking about? And if you were, like, really, really wealthy, you put aluminum foil on it just to kind of... Come on, somebody. I'm, I'm really speaking somebody's language now. And then you get your kids up there, and you'd be like, a little bit to the left. A little bit. And then once you got it, you're like, hold still. And they're like, can I let go? No. Maybe during commercial. All right. I found out that was my job as a kid. That's what, I, you know, changing channels and holding bunny ears and all that. And so I grew up with just, you know, a handful, maybe four or five, you know, it was like ABC, NBC, PBS. ABC, NBC, PBS. So kids would come to school and be like, hey, did you see Nick at night? And I'm like, what are y'all talking about? What's this nigga night y'all talking about? You know, they be talking about ESPN highlight reels. I'd never seen any of that stuff. So when I got married, when Lindsay and I got married 16 years ago, I was on my honeymoon. Uh, actually, Pastor Bub and them signed for our house. I came home to a new house. Come on, that's the way to do it. Go on your honeymoon and buy a house and have everybody else move it for you. So I came home. The first phone call I made, first phone call I made was to the cable company. I said, this brother needs some channels. And so they came here, and they got all the antenna, and they got it all, you know, set up. And the guy comes, you know, he's sitting, hey, what, what rooms do you want it in? I'm like, all of them. I want them in every room. Okay, so he's like hooking it up in all the rooms. And then he comes, and he brings this thing that looked like it came from NASA. 
It was a remote control that I've never seen that was this large, had every button that you could imagine on. I'm like, oh my word, what am I controlling here? And he's like, watch this. So yet again, this is a kid who never had cable in his life, never had any kind of satellite TV. And he's like, watch this. And he presses the guide button and all these channels come. I'm like, what? Like they have a channel for food and for cars and for like football only? I mean, this is like, my mind was so blown at the 700 channels. I mean, I was like PBS, NBC, ABC, PBS, NBC. That was my world. And here I was getting opened up to this whole new world of all these channels that I had. And here's the realization. All of those channels had been available even when I was young. I just didn't have the hookup. Listen to me. Some of you don't realize you got all the access to God you want. You just got to get the hookup. And when you get the hookup, some of y'all went to freedom this week and you thought you had a lot of God. And then you got hooked up and you realize you're like, there's 700 channels on this thing. I thought I was like living my best life. I was NBC, PBS, ABC. That's, that was your Christianity. And now you're realizing there's so much more. There's so much more. And so this is the, the, the thing that God wants us to realize is that you can hear from God. A.W. Tozer puts it this way. The one who does not expect God will speak, watch this, will discount every single time God does speak. If you don't have an anticipation and an expectation, every time you come in here on a Sunday morning, have an anticipation that God's going to speak to me. If you don't have that, God will speak, but you will discount it that he's speaking. And so you have the ability to hear from God. Ephesians chapter one says it this way. When you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you what? He's giving you the Holy Spirit whom he promised long ago. In the next verse, it says this. And the spirit is God's guarantee. God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. You're in the family. He's your own people. Listen to me closely. The Holy Spirit is your hookup. That's your hookup. That God says that what I have in the person of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's not an it. The Holy Spirit's not a dove. The Holy Spirit's not a fire. The Holy, those, are, those are things to try, to try to give interpretation of what the Holy Spirit does. But that, the Holy Spirit is the third person in the Trinity. He is just alive and well as Jesus is and as God the Father is. And the Spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead, he was full of the Holy Spirit, now lives inside of you. So the greatness and the grandeur and the glory of the Holy Spirit is in you. It's in me. And because of that, you can hear God. Because this is what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit's number one job. The Holy Spirit's number one agenda. The Holy Spirit's number one motivation is to make you like Jesus. That's why when you were hearing some of these stories of people that were getting baptized, they were saying things like, I never felt this before. I've never really wanted this before, but now I want this. See, because the Holy Spirit comes in, he starts changing your motivations. How many of you just honest in here? How many of you, when it rolled around a Sunday, you did not look forward to going to church? You've tried to find every reason not to go to church. Just raise your hand, okay? Raise your hand in this place that that was you, or your mom would look at you and go, she's gonna cut you off. You're not even getting, okay, you had to go. Listen, our prayers that over time, how many know that, that desire changes? You didn't want to read God's word. Now that desire changes. You didn't want to be nice to people. Now that desire's changing. 
There's things that you used to enjoy, and now because of the Holy Spirit, you can't even enjoy them anymore. This is what the Holy Spirit does. He's changing us on the inside. He's causing you to want things that you never used to want, and he's causing you to have new likes and new ambitions and new desires. So the Holy Spirit can speak to us. That's how we hear the voice of God. But then secondly, watch, John 16, 13 says, when the spirit of truth comes, he comes to guide you into all, all truth. Okay, so here's your second thing of how God speaks to you is through God's word. God's word is truth. And God is speaking. God has used his word to speak to us. And can I tell you this? God's voice will never disagree with God's word. So anything that you hear God telling you to do and it's different to what God says in his word, it's not God. Like I've had people come up to me and say, hey, Pastor Josh, like I'm leaving my wife. I'm going out with this other woman now. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that. You know, the Bible says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. <laughs> like that's out of context. That's not, no, that's not, that's not right. Yeah, and they just, how many know like people try to cherry pick verses to, to apply to their life and, and, and try to make that uh, a theology in a sense based on, but I'm going to tell you right now, God's voice will never, ever, ever disagree with God's word. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you want to hear God's voice, you're going to have to get in God's word. Can I say that again? If you want to hear God's voice, you've got to get into God's word. And I think many of us want to, we, we want the Old Testament days. Like we want... Fire by night, cloud by day. We want God to speak to us like through a donkey. You know, we want, we want dreams and visions and all this stuff. We, that's what, you know, we're saying, God, if I'm supposed to take this job, you know, let, let a bird come down from the heavens and let it rest on my right shoulder. If it goes on my right shoulder, I'm supposed to take the job. If it rests on my left shoulder, I'm not supposed to take the job. Like, we're, we're like throwing out all of these things like to God. Like, you know, if it rains today, then maybe that means you're proud of me. If it doesn't rain, and you're like, we're throwing out all this stuff. But can I tell you, the only reason why the Holy Spirit was doing what he did in the Old Testament is because the Holy Spirit would empower individual people for specific assignments just for them in that moment Then he would actually release from them. That's why David said, God, let your spirit not leave from me because the Holy Spirit would come on special people to do things. But then Jesus came and he lived and he died and he rose again. And then he said, the same spirit that lives in me now is available to everybody. You all get it. You all get it. So you don't have to be Moses or Elijah or any of the prophets we see in the Old Testament. Everybody has the Spirit. And everybody has access to the Word of God. So that is the result of being in a relationship, is we can hear God. Let me give you the third one, and that's a reason. The reason why God wants to speak to you is so you can know Him. Look what the verse says. Let's, let's, let's go back to the verse. My sheep, relationship, hear my voice, that's the result, and I know them. That's the reason. God so wants you to know him. Now, here's the beauty of God. He already knows everything about you. Like, it's funny because, like, you feel like not being in church, like, man, I don't want to go to church until I clean myself up. Well, God sees your uncleaned up stuff outside the church. So we don't, we don't go to church to get cleaned up. How many know we go to Jesus and he cleans us up? And God is, God knows you. And here's the beauty about God. God knows the worst about you and still loves you the most. This is the God that we, we serve. Now, 
these shepherds had this unique ability. Here's, the, here's, here's where it goes to even another level. So a shepherd could watch, walk into a thousand sheep, make this call, and pull out his hundred. He could get them out in the pasture and he could be with his hundred sheep. But because the shepherd knew his sheep so well, spent so much time with his sheep, was petting his sheep and feeding his sheep and spending all this absorbent amount of time with his sheep, the shepherd amongst his 100 could make another call that was a little bit different and call one sheep out of the 100. Notice the verse said that the shepherd can call his sheep by their their name. So he could be like a, I don't know. That's just, I'm making that one up. But. <laughs> and here comes little Yui. <laughs> like that's his call. And here comes, out of all the hundred, here comes the one. You ever walked into a church service like this and you walked out after it was done and you were like, did Pastor Josh bug my house? Y'all ever felt like that before? Like, did you tell him what we did this weekend? Did you... <laughs> Y'all ever felt like that? Hey, you know what that is? God calling you by name. That's God going, hey, I got something. Yeah, you're looking at the row and going, yeah, that's for y'all. And then all of a sudden I say something, you're like, dang, that's for me. (laughs) Y'all know what I'm saying? And this is how cool God is. This is how amazing God is. This is how, how specific he is. That he custom speaks not only just things for a general broad, but he, he'll even tailor a specific word specifically for you, for your specific situation. And the only way that happens is if you get to know him. He knows you. So let me put it a, a different way. We need to stop asking God, God, is that your voice? And we need to start, start asking, God, do I know you? Here's why. So you know how bankers train their tellers to distinguish between a fake bill and a real bill? You would think that they would bring all the fake bills in and show you, like, this is what a fake looks like. They don't. They teach them what a real bill looks like, and because they know the real thing, they know what fake is as soon as it comes by. So listen to me. You don't have to figure out, God, is this you? When you get to know God, you'll know it's him, and you'll know when it's not. Are y'all with me? So when God says, I love you, I approve of you, you're more than enough, you are worthy, you have a purpose, you have a plan, anything that is opposite of that, you immediately know that's not God. That's not God. But that only comes the more that you know God. The more you know God, the more clearly you can hear from God. And if we're all honest in here, we can be busy spending time serving God and not busy spending time with God. Y'all know what I'm talking about? We can so be, hey, I'm on the dream team and I'm doing all this and, I, and I'm glad you're on the dream team and I'm glad you're serving and you should, but that should not replace your time with God. Just it, pastors can do the same thing. I don't need to spend my whole week trying to prepare a message. I need to spend my whole week trying to prepare to meet with God. And because I do that, God gives messages. Y'all with me? This is the difference of what he does. It's, it's, it's the same difference as if, if you were, how, how many of you have been married for more than 10 years? You've been married for more than 10 years right now. How many of you, when you're in a crowd with a bunch of people, you can pick out your spouse's voice, your spouse's laugh in the midst of that? Yeah, my wife can, definitely can. We're at Freedom yesterday. There a lot of people. She's like, I know where you are everywhere. I just can hear you. Why? Because we know each other. She knows me well. 
I, I know where I can, I can hear a hundred women and I could pick out that one because I know her. The same is with God. The more time you spend with him, the more you're in his word, the more you're listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And by the way, sometimes the Holy Spirit's voice sounds like your spouse. I mean, no, when, you're, when your spouse tells you something, and you know God's been telling you the same thing, but then your spouse told you, you're like, dang, man. <laughs> Sometimes the Holy Spirit's voice can sound like your pastor's. Some kind of, it can sound like your small group leader. Sometimes it can sound like, it could sound like a, somebody that's maybe not even serving God, but God's using them to speak to you. So this is all a part of us getting to know God. So how do we do this? Let me give you just some practicals, and then we're wrapping it up. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1. It's not in your notes, but just jot it down. I added it last night. Habakkuk 2, chapter 1, verse 2. Watch this. This is, this is the process of how we hear God's voice. You ready? I'm going to give you some practicals here. He says, I will climb up in my watchtower. I'm going to wait to see what the Lord says. Then the Lord gave me this answer. Write it down, what I revealed to you, so that you can read it back again as a glance. Hey, by the way. This is why we do notes. Listen, I preach these messages and I forget them. So the reason why we do notes and we have binders for you, which by the way, you can go back there and grab a binder for free. It's already paid for. It's all yours. Just go ask them for one. It's so that you can go back to the notes, maybe from a message three months ago that you might need right now. But I want you to look at the process here, okay? So I'm going to give you four thoughts. If you want to just jot these as just extra notes here, here's the things. Withdraw, wait, word, write. Here's your four W's. Withdraw, wait, word, write. Now throw the verse back up and let me walk you through how this, how this looks. All right, throw the other one back up. Some people are taking a picture. Throw the other one back up. Take your picture. Go ahead. You can take it. Or you can just write it down. Anyways, okay, so there you go. Okay, all right, so. All right, go back. Go back. All right. All right. So withdraw. He says, I climbed up to the mountain or to the watchtower. I'm going to tell you right now, if you want to practice getting to hear God, practice hearing God's voice, you need to pull yourself away from all the distractions. You need to withdraw. Might be turning your phone off. It might be, you just got to get to a place, a place, a time. Listen, if you can withdraw to go get your hair done, you can withdraw to go spend time with God. Tweet that. Okay. <laughs> so you got to withdraw. Ready? Wait. Some of y'all don't even like to say the word. Anybody have a hard time waiting? Anybody here? Okay. Nine of us are honest. Okay. All right. So then I'm going to just sit right here for the rest. No, so this is the hardest part for me. Because we live in such a microwave generation where I need it right now. And some of us get so frustrated with God because God's not speaking right now. And so you just move on. And here's what you do. You just move on to figure out your plan. Because you don't want to wait for his plan. And so we need to learn to just sit and wait. Wait. Wait on the Lord. And then notice that there's going to be a word. When I withdraw and I wait on God, he's always going to speak. He's going to, say, he's going to speak. I promise you he's going to speak. And when he does, you better make sure that you write it down. 
So every time that God is, I always, I will always read my Bible with a pen. Always. And I usually will have my phone or some type of journal, something that's there. I have a journal Bible, actually, that I'm writing in the side all the time. And as God is speaking to you, you need to get into the habit of just underlining, circling, and just writing just whatever you just feel. Just write it. Is it right or wrong? It doesn't matter. You just need to get in the habit of just writing. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you will withdraw, wait, look for a word from God, and write, if you do that over the course of time, you will begin to start really hearing God more than ever. Just do the pattern. Just do that. Just do that. Just do that. And well, what do I write down? Whatever's on your heart, just write it down. Just write it down. And you'll start realizing, here's what you're going to start realizing. God's been speaking to you the whole time. You just weren't writing it down. Just start writing. Just start writing. Just start writing. And let me give you the last one is response. That I can follow God. I can follow God. Let's go back to the verse. Here's the verse. Nope. Go back to the, the 27. Yep. My sheep relationship hear my voice as a result i know them okay this is this is the reason and they follow me this is this is where it's at they follow me this is huge this is our response now i want you to listen closely all right you ready god is not speaking to you so you can hear him god is speaking to you so you can obey him can i say that again God is speaking to you, not so that you can hear him. God is speaking to you so that you can obey him. Ready? For those in here that feel like God hasn't been speaking to you, here's the question. What's the last thing that God told you to do? Did you do it? Why would God speak to you more if you won't obey the last thing he told you? So some of you that went to freedom this week, you've been stuck in a season in your walk with the Lord, and it feels like heaven's been shut. I feel like your prayers, it's like hitting a wall and come back down. Like, I'm not getting a download, I'm not getting an upload, like it's just been cut off and I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And what you did not possibly realize is that God has been after you about surrendering or about giving up or about forgiving somebody or about whatever it is, and this weekend you finally obeyed what God told you to do and it was like open heaven, like Because God finally, here's what it is. God says, I'm gonna shut this off until you go do what I tell you to do. And when you do it, I'm gonna open it right back up again. God wants us to follow him. The reason why we have a hard time hearing him is because we want God to tell us what we want. How many know sometimes God's voice and he's telling us things that we don't wanna do? But it's all about being obedient. You know, I grew up around planes my whole life. My dad worked for American Airlines, and so I, you know, had, was around pilots and got to go in planes, and I shared that last week about my desire to want to be a pilot one day. The, one of the greatest things that a pilot has at his disposal is not only the instruments and the gauges on his dashboard and in his cockpit, but while a pilot is flying, one of the greatest gifts that he actually has is the control tower. See, because the control tower can see things that he can't see. The control tower is reporting to him, hey, we got a storm ahead. Make sure to change 30 degrees to the right and lower your acceleration and altitude. The pilot has the ability to disregard what control tower says. 
But if he understands the control tower's whole job is just to make sure that that plane gets there safely. Can I tell you something right now? God has been a control tower saying, hey, report, surrender your finances to me. Surrender your finances to me. And now you're wondering why you're struggling in your finances. And it may be because you're not doing what he's telling you to do. Surrender your marriage to me. Go forgive your wife. No, I'm not doing that. Okay. And here's what we don't realize. Every time we obey the control tower, we're actually avoiding a disaster that you didn't even know you would have had. You would have had. So listen to me closely. Why would, the, when, when, God, when the shepherd calls the sheep, the sheep don't go, Ma, no. <laughs> the sheep don't debate. The sheep don't ignore. The sheep don't, don't, okay, where are we going? Why are we going? How long is it going to be? You know what they do? They follow. They follow. You're in my job is when the voice of God speaks into our lives. It's not to ask questions. It's to follow. It's to follow. God, is that what you want me to do? Yes. I'm all in. God, is that the next step you want me to take? Yes. I'm all in. When God speaks, your response is to obey. Why would the sheep follow the shepherd, even if they were in a good field? Why? Here's the verse. Because he's a what? The whole job of the enemy is to make you think that he's a bad one. I'm here today to tell you that our God is a good shepherd. Hebrews takes it up another level and says he's a great shepherd. How I many know we serve a great God that's got great plans for you if you will just obey what he has for you? This is what he does. This is what he does. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 6 says this, listen for God's voice. Listen for God's voice. In what? In everything you do. And where? Everywhere you go. And he's the one who will keep you on track. All right, so I'm going to end with this and we're done. Any Michael Jackson fans in here? Okay, yeah. Okay, so all right. I'm not going to do it. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to simmer down. This white boy can't dance anyway. So Michael Jackson, of course, was not only known for his vocal range, but he was also known for his moves. On the movie set of Billie Jean, shot this music video, Billie Jean. They had a documentary where they interviewed the director of that specific video. And he said, man, what was it like to work with Michael Jackson? He says, Michael Jackson's, of course, the best. MJ's got all the dance moves. He's incredible. He's phenomenal, he said. But we had a challenge on the set. What was the challenge? So the challenge was is that Michael Jackson, when he, when he you know, was, was singing to the song, they had kind of like an alleyway that he was supposed to be dancing around. And Michael Jackson and all of MJ's grandeur was just dancing up and down this place. But the problem was is that there were certain spaces he was supposed to be in order for them to get the shots. So if you've seen the video, this is actually, let me show you, this was it. There was pre-lit squares and so he sat down with Michael Jackson and said, hey, listen, you put me in charge of directing this film. You can dance all and up this place as you want, but I'm just letting you know, before you got here, I pre-lit squares of where you were supposed to be. And if you want this video to look great, just hit the squares of where I've already put them. The reason that many of us in this room 
are having issues with our relationship with God is because we are spending so much energy and effort and time trying to do things our way when God beforehand pre-lit squares of where you were supposed to be and how you were supposed to do it. And if you will just listen for God's voice, he will keep you on track. This is what he does. This is what he does. So bow your heads in this place. God, we thank you, Lord, for your voice. You are speaking. You're speaking now. God, I pray, Lord, that us as a people would be so committed to wanting to hear you. God, overhearing a pastor's voice or a small group leader's voice or a a spouse's voice, we want your voice. We want your voice to be the loudest in our lives. So God, I pray, Lord, that even this week that people would withdraw and wait, get a word and begin to write. God, I pray, Lord, that everywhere and in everything that they do, that they would just sense the Holy Spirit doing stuff. And God, I pray that we would be a people that would be obedient to follow you. God, we know that you are a good shepherd and a great shepherd. So we again submit our lives to you. With all heads bowed, really the greatest way that you can really tune in to hear God's voice is with the first thing that I talked about, and that's having a relationship with him. A relationship with God is very simple. Jesus actually came. The Father sent the Son to come and live a life that you and I couldn't live. and He died a death that you and I deserved to die because our sin had separated us from the Father. We had cut off heaven. Sin separates. That's what it does. Jesus came. He lived the life. He took our place. He rose again. And now he offers and extends salvation to you and I. And all we've got to do is just believe that what Jesus did is enough. We receive his salvation and his grace. If it's as simple as ABC. We admit that we're sinners. That apart from God, we can do nothing. We believe that Jesus came and did all that needed to be done. And we see, we confess him as Lord and Savior of our lives. If that's you in this place and say, man, I want a relationship. It's not about rules or religion. There's no church. There's no priest. There's no pastor that can save you. This is simply all about Jesus going through him, surrendering your life to him. If that's you on the count of three, I want you to shoot your hands up. One, two, three. If that's you all over this place, come on all over this place. Don't be ashamed. That's you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. 14. Come on, praise God. You can put your hands down right there where you are. And I just want you just to pray this with me. Come on, pray this together. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son to pay for my sins, my shame, and my guilt. You rose again to give me a place in heaven, a purpose on earth, and a relationship with your father. Today, I turn from my sins and I turn to Jesus. Thank you for being all that I need. I surrender my life to you. Jesus, be my Lord and Savior from this moment forward. In Jesus' name.